Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News, coming to you on this Motivational Monday, September 25th, 2023. I've got all your Bachelor content in one place, not to mention we've got some Bachelor-adjacent, some entertainment content. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift spotted together last night. We'll get into that story right now. That's huge in the batch in the entertainment world. Plus a Joe Jonas, Sophie Turner update. They are stuck in New York City. This sounds like a bad Hallmark movie nobody asked for. Maybe they'll rekindle their love and, you know, get married in the mountains. Speaking of marriage, we have Kaylin and Dean. <laughs> we got them getting married over the weekend. That and so much more on today's episode of Bachelor Rush Hour. It's the one take wonder. Your boy, Dave Neal here. Let's get into it. Uh, boy, say prayers to my doggy. We're doing this episode an hour early today because we have to take Boone, our elderly basset hound, to the vet. He um, he has a fat face. <laughs> He's got one side of his face. It looks like he got in a fight. And... Uh, it could be a bee sting, but we think it's a tooth issue, so hopefully he's uh, going to be okay. But anyway, that's your feline, your dog, excuse me, not feline, that's your dog update. No cats in my world. And we're going to get in, and speaking of cats, speaking of cool cats, we got Dean and Kaylin getting married. I covered this story on YouTube. You know, we do this thing on YouTube. We'll read a people exclusive article and we'll see how many product placements were stashed into the article. And you know me, I'm all about the capitalism. I have no problem with them doing these cheesy people magazine articles where they share the different gift giving, uh, you know, influencer hyperlinks. Nothing was too out of the ordinary as, as we see in modern marriages and modern weddings, we've got, uh, Kaylin had multiple wedding dresses. I think she only had two, which is probably half of the, as you know as many as Hannah Godwin had. Uh, but you know that'll be that'll be the day when uh, when we're old and we're grandparents, and it's like, Grandma, can I wear your seventh wedding dress? And then, you know, whatever. Okay, so let's get into it. The Bachelor in Paradise star said, I do on Saturday during a romantic weekend-long celebration in Colorado. They actually decided to both take new last names. Dean Unglert, no offense to any Unglerts out there, but Unglert is not really the most exciting name. And then Kaylin's last name is Miller Keys, hyphenated. They they um, got married and, and they called it Camp Bell. That was the wedding theme. And it was a sentimental nod to Kaylin Miller Key's longtime love for summer camp and Dean Unglert's late mother, Debbie Bell, who died from breast cancer when he was a teen. After the couple's wedding, the pair plans to change their last name to Bell in her honor. How nice is that, folks? How nice is that? A little homage to Dean's late mom. So congratulations to Dean and Kaylin. Uh, you can go watch the video if you want to see the photos. I can't really describe them too much here, other than just to say Kaylin was sparkling with her clavicles out in her strapless wedding dress, and then Dean had a uh, Dean had what only Dean could wear, which was a rabbit-tailed tuxedo jacket. Let me know if I'm getting this right. With a pocket watch and a bolo tie. Only Dean, only here, an odd couple. But hey, you know what? Aren't we all trying to just dance like nobody's watching? Dean does that. He lives uh, by the beat of his own drum. He dances by it and he marches by it. And good on him for doing that. And in other news, congratulations to Thomas Jacobs and Becca Kufrin. It's a boy! 
That's right, folks. They gave birth over the weekend. We have yet to see any photos of the boy. Let's let's hope that they're going to get the college fund for the baby and have People Magazine or somebody in a bidding war over the photos of the baby. Now, this is always a dilemma. People say, oh, you shouldn't pimp out your kids for social media. And I understand the sentiment, but as someone who was born uh, to a single mom, my mom left my dad when she was pregnant with me, which by the way, you got to suck as a dad if your mom's like, you know what? <laughs> I think I'll do this on my own. So three months, four or five months, whenever she was, five months pregnant, uh, something like 39 years ago, I think to this week, my mom made the decision which was best for her family. But I got to tell you, in hindsight, if my mom had the ability to sell a couple photos of me and I didn't have to pay student loans, I'm like, you know what, mom, have at it. You want to post my first, uh, you know, uh, naked bare butt photo bathing, go for it. Knock one out for me. Uh, but I understand the, uh, the idea of like, well, the kid doesn't have consent. It's like, well, the kid doesn't have consent till it's 18. It's uh, under my house, my rules. And my rules are you're going to hold this skinny tea margarita mix and make me some money. Uh, but either way, they have yet to post the photo and, uh, they posted a photo of a doormat that said, baby sleeping, please don't ruin this for us which is a fantastic homage to all of our Amazon drivers out there saying, shut up and leave the package at the door. I'll deal with a porch pirate before I deal with you pillaging my rust. Okay, you like those alliterations? Oh, what a weekend we had, folks. We're going to get into this Tino Franco story in a second. Let's do this. Let's take a quick word for our sponsors so I can afford the vet bill today. We'll be back right after this. All right, let's get to Tino Franco. As you guys know, I interviewed Tino Franco over the weekend. It was a smashing success on the YouTube channel, The Dave Neal Show. It was our highest ranked video. Our most watched video to this date, I believe, is Brian Abasolo. But the Tino Franco video is about performing about 120% of the Brian Abasolo one. So within a few more days, I think it'll pass Brian Abasolo's interview. And that's because it's his first off-contract interview. And I'm so grateful he decided to do my show. It means a lot to me that he would trust I would handle the conversation with him delicately, which is how conversations should be handled. I wasn't trying to slam him or catch him in a lie. I was just trying to figure out the timeline about Tino Franco and if he actually cheated on Rachel Recchia. And we still don't quite know. And that is because the boundaries were, were very gray area, which if it's gray area, I think you have to lean on the side of cheating. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I think it's a lowercase c for cheating in the sense that Rachel had already given the ring back to him. They weren't communicating regularly, apparently, because they were in the dark, you know, waiting for their season to finish. And um, in the conversation with Tino, we discuss about his anxious attachment style, maybe jealousy or that sort of feeling you get when you don't hear back from your partner and wondering if they're going to leave you. All of those feelings are valid to have, and they exist in a large majority of our audience. So when we made the interview, I think we got nothing but great comments from everybody except on Reddit, which is where they shared the Us magazine uh, uh, version of my interview, which, you know, was just a couple random quotes pus- put together because, you know, it was a 57 minute long interview and they shared what would have been maybe 90 seconds or less worth of conversation. And that just goes to show that I'm not saying print media is dead, but boy, is it on a lifeline. So for everyone who read the article, I just encourage people to go to the original source. Why read an article about what was said when you can listen to the actual conversation and realize that Tina 
know, talked a lot about his own mental health. He said he he said nothing but nice things about Rachel. It was generally a great conversation, and yet people online will take that the wrong way. And I think that's lazy. I think it's lazy. And I discussed this almost ad nauseum on my YouTube channel. I discussed um, the I the fact of me getting banned by the Bachelor subreddit, not as a way because, look, it's it, they did me a favor in the sense that I don't need to be on there. It doesn't help my channel out. I can still gather my content and not need to be commenting. I don't get paid any money to comment on that channel. But do I still believe that I was unjustly banned? Absolutely. I was banned for leaving it, for commenting on another story that they approved. You know what I mean? It's like, if you didn't want the story out there, you shouldn't have approved it. Power thirsty moderators. So I made a video about it all. You can go watch it if you want. And it's just an update on that situation. And I dove into the psychology of why we gossip in the first place. And it really comes down to our position in the hierarchy and our position in in a social setting. So we gossip, we comment, we share to be included and to have our voice included in the community. It doesn't make it right, but again, I'm willing to talk about it and it looks like the bachelor moderators aren't cuz I'm banned. I am I am I have been banned. I am now uh persecuted. <laughs> you know, I'm going to pull the Maddie Pruitt. I'm being persecuted for my beliefs. So either way, you can go uh, check out that video if you want. And we got a lot of other news to get to. Oh, let's jump into Taylor Swift. It's Taylor Mania in the great state of Missouri, specifically Kansas City. And boy, these Midwestern states that have cities by the name of another state. It's like, why is it Kansas City, Missouri? Shouldn't it be Missouri City, Missouri? But I digress. Make it confusing, why don't you? And I know someone will comment, well, technically, Kansas City borders Missouri. It's like, shut it, Cheryl. Let me have my point. So they're calling him Trailer. That's Taylor and Travis. I'm not a huge fan of Travis because um, I'm a fan of Rob Gronkowski. And I feel like Rob Gronkowski was a superior tight end. But they're both good. We can all have a good tight end in our life. And that's not a metaphor, folks. He is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, and tail- now you're going to see articles, Taylor Swift dating a chief, cultural approach appropriation of the natives. Uh, that's a different conversation. Here they are leaving the game in a convertible for a dinner date. After the football game, there was videos of Taylor uh, cheering on Travis as he scored a touchdown. How adorable to see them out there doing their dang thing. So if you want to see the visuals of this podcast, you can watch me record it on the Patreon and see what I'm looking at. That's patreon.com slash Dave Neal. Taylor and Travis left Arrowhead Stadium Sunday after the big game in Kelsey's sweet convertible. They apparently went to grab some grub and according to social media buzz, paid to have an entire rest restaurant unto themselves. We cannot confirm that yet. Oh, what I would give to rent out a restaurant and be like, give me the left side of that menu and follow it up with the right. Oh, there's a back to the menu. I'll have one of those. Um, Look, if they didn't want to be seen, they wouldn't be driving an old uh, convertible, which is wild because she's like the biggest pop star in the world. And there she is, blonde hair hanging out in the streets of Kansas City. No offense to Missouri. Got family in Missouri. We love Missouri. But um, Taylor Swift is royal. That would be like just seeing the Queen of England hanging out in Duluth. <laughs> You'd be like, what are you doing in Duluth? As they left the stadium, they walked side by side around the locker room area, strolling past photogs and looking well couply. Here they are. Thank you. Who's the best? How you doing? Hey, how you doing? Going? Thank you. 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 Th
Hey, how's it going? So there it is. She said, hey, how's it going? And there's your Taylor Swift update. Taylor was all in during the game, cheering on Travis as she sat and stood and screamed next to Travis's mom. Uh, she looks good. She looks good in Kansas City. Red. I'm just jealous. As a Patriots fan, I'm jealous that we don't have anyone of star quality. Hey, Tom Brady single. You like older guys? There have been rumblings for over a month the two were dating. And weeks ago, we got the sense the rumors were true. And now they're either playing, which, by the way, they don't need to play into the rumors because, like, what are they going to get out of that? You know what I mean? They are already, she, she's already a full-blown star. So now she's, uh, will this be her forever man or will there be a new album about her kind of spiking footballs out of disgust? We'll have to see if he doesn't fumble this opportunity. Come on, folks. All right. Joe, speaking of fumbling an opportunity, Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner, kids can't leave New York area, at least for now. All right, so there's this court order that the kids have to stay put. She wants to take them back to the UK. Uh, for whatever reason, they have to wait for this court case to finish. So it's kind of a weird little uh, situation they have going on. And like I, like I hinted earlier, this could be... And I imagine, I, I don't imagine they're going to get back together because it looks like... They hate each other now, but this could be a nice Hallmark movie. Maybe if you just take the premise, uh, so celebrity pop couple breaks up. Kids are forced to stay in a small town while they work out the details. Now, this is the New York area, so it's not a small town. I'm re-upping it. Let's, let's, let's hang out in Duluth. Let's go back to Duluth. So they, for whatever reason, they have to file their divorce papers in Duluth. Maybe that's where someone's on tour. Again, I'm making up the story now for a Hallmark movie. Well, they're forced to go to this small town where they fight over their kids. And because of that, it becomes like a parent trap situation where the charm of the small town gets them reunited and they realize they were the ones for each other all along. I, <laughs> I don't think this story is going to play out so simply. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner have agreed they will not take their kids outside the greater New York City area for now. This just days after Sophie filed legal docs saying her intention was taking the kids to the UA for good. Now again, I don't know if I agree with that solution. I mean, he's from the U.S., she's from the U.K. You can't just decide to take the kids to another country. I mean, they're born in, they're like U.S. citizens, right? So I understand it's complicated, but um, I don't know if that's the solution. I feel like that might escalate the problem. Like they need a parenting plan. We'll get to Clayton Eckert in a minute, but they need a pl parenting plan where they can figure all this out. Both Joe and Sophie agreed to a temporary consent agreement and filed it with a federal judge. Daily Mail first reported the filing. As we reported, Joe and Sophie are locked in a legal battle over custody. Sophie went to federal court last week, citing a child abduction law and claiming Joe refused to turn over the passports of their two kids. She claimed they had an agreement the kids would live in the UK. Joe countered, saying a judge in Florida where he filed the divorce said the kids could not be removed from the U.S., thus setting up a legal battle. So either way, is it a little of a low blow to use a child abduction law? Maybe, but you know, just because the media is going to run with that saying, oh, she's calling it abduction, which I'm sure she wasn't. I'm sure that's just the name of the law. But either way, we will be following this story. All right. Well, I've got your update on Clayton Eckerd. I've got an update on Michael um, and his beef with Danielle. Uh, it's a fascinating week of content that's going to be coming out. Bachelor in Paradise and Golden Bachelor begin Thursday night. It's kind of nice to not have it on a Monday night just to give me a chance to hype it up. But that'll be Thursday night. And I'm going to have your Clayton content right after a quick word from our sponsor. 
All right, the big question on everybody's mind, is Dave Neal pitching a perfect podcast? Is this the best podcast we've ever received on a Monday? Whenever I ask questions that I probably know the answer to, I like to use my X-Files music. Have we ever made a podcast episode so good as the one right now? Why is Dave Neal commenting on the podcast as he makes it? Is it no longer as good? Actually, it's better. And I want to thank everyone for leaving such great reviews on the Apple Podcast app. We got a five-star review, Fan for Life. Hi, Dave. I've been a huge fan of your YouTube channel for a few years. And now I'm addicted to this podcast. I still love to watch the vids when I can, but I love the podcast when driving to and from for the recaps. And even if The Bachelor were to end tomorrow, I would still tune in because I love that you cover other topics, not just related to The Bachelor franchise. I hope to see you and Tasha get that house soon. Well, let me tell you something. Breaking news. We're moving to Duluth, Minnesota. No, uh, we, 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 we also hope we can go get a home soon. So thank you so much for supporting us and supporting this podcast. Uh, it is your support. Every single one of your comments and sharing and all of that, that helps us inch our way closer to home ownership. We will get there one day indeed. All right. I told you guys I would give a Clayton update. So it's been a he said, she said story. This Thursday, they're supposed to go to court. Again, this is Clayton v. Jane Doe. Her name is publicly out there, but we've just respectfully decided not to use her name. She's accusing Clayton of being the father of her unborn twins. He's saying, I didn't even have sex with her. Then we get all of these screen grabs from her pretty much showing that he was intimate with her and that he doesn't believe it's his, but he's willing to take a test. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. And Clayton says he wants her to pay for it, even though he admits he paid for the test. I guess it's super expensive because it's a DNA test before the children are born. Either way, here's where it stands. There may be some information out there that she has made nearly exact accusations in the past. I have not seen this information. This has been the this has been the rumored case for the last week or two. Clayton has made the same argument. She has responded to Clayton's argument saying, "No, the court cases are me getting a restraining order on my ex, uh, you know, but there are men out there and I have seen some of the documents. Uh, I have not verified them, but there are men out there that have said she's made these claims in the past. So while we want, of course, to believe people if they're, uh, we want everyone's mental health to be accounted for, but we have to look at Clayton in this scenario. If, and I'm going to go through just the hypotheticals, if she's completely making this up, and if she sought out Clayton because of re he's a real estate agent and she knew he was accessible and was in the same town, and if, if he was the mark, then I think it's appropriate if that information comes out, that her name gets exposed so this fraud can end. Now, politely, since we're not using her name, I think we can speculate, we're holding off on that judgment. Could it be, could it be that she has made false accusations in the past, but this one happens to be true and Clayton is the father? That could be the case. We will know. So here are the possibilities. And I don't mean to be completely, you know, uh, abrupt here, but here are the possibilities. Clayton takes a test, which he has said he's taking, and he tests to be the dad, or he takes the test and he's not the dad. Also, what could happen is, and again, we don't know who she is, and this is a very, very sensitive topic, but what could happen is he takes the test and then she doesn't take the test and uh, claims to have miscarried and doesn't have the babies anymore, which would make for a frightening and wild story. Um, I, I'm not 
I'm not 100% sure I believe that she's making it up. I'm not 100% sure I believe that she's telling the truth. We're going to have to wait to see how this all plays out. Clayton has remained quiet after posting, the truth shall set you free. He seems to really believe he's on the right side of this. So either Clayton is completely delusional or she you know, has bigger issues uh, and we need to get to the bottom of that because if you were to perhaps um, call somebody out for being the father of your unborn kid or whatever, it, it could lead to wild situations for the man's mental health. You know, he's already been accused of cheating on his fiance. And luckily he was accused by someone in New York city when he was in Arizona and had the location device to prove it. Imagine if he was accused of cheating on his fiance from someone in his same city, then his location wouldn't save him. So he's clearly got his own and well, I don't want to diagnose him with PTSD, but he clearly has a history of this sort of trauma affecting him. We wish the best for everybody. Why it's not a bigger story, I think it's because nobody wants to believe that somebody could make something so ridiculous up. And I would believe that as well, except of the proof, or I should say evidence that's not verified yet by me at least, but it maybe I've been verified by others. But other than the proof that this may have happened in the past, that'll lead us to the assumption that it could happen again. Again, that's not me being apologetic for Clayton. I'm trying, if I'm being redundant, please understand, I'm trying my best to get this right. Um, to say, oh, we shouldn't speculate about it. It's like they're sharing this content on their social media pages. Um, I received content, and I'm aware that Jane Doe may be listening or watching this, but I received the receipts of a cease and desist letter that she allegedly, and I say allegedly, sent to Clayton that appeared to have, notice my legalese here because I don't want to get sued, appeared to have photoshopped elements. Now, could it have been a glitch in the message she sent me? Absolutely. But I'm telling you this right now, I'm seeing evidence that there is Swiss cheese size holes in the case. And it is going to be, I think, the biggest entertainment news story in the end of 2023 Q4. I think this will be the biggest entertainment news story out there. And I just say, because it will be, it will spill out publicly. Let's just wait and, or continue to discuss any content uh, evidence, things like that, that comes out, but let's just wait to see what happens before reaching conclusion. I've shared with you all possible scenarios and we're going to see how it all plays out. All right. Well, look, I had some other content to get to today, but I think I think we've really covered it all. There's some uh, heavy, uh, heavy stories I was going to get to, but I don't want to end on a bad note. So here's a congratulations to Bam Margera. Remember him from uh, Jackass? He's a former professional skater, and he's one month sober, skating like a pro again. Bam Margera has hit a fantastic milestone on his road to recovery. We're told he's been sober for a month and is even hitting the skate park again. Sources close to Bam tell TMC, Bam recently reached the one month mark and has been living on a farm owned by another professional skateboarder just outside of Philadelphia. We're told he's been on the farm with his girlfriend, Danny. The two have been going to the gym every day, hiking with their dogs, 
and Bam's lost a ton of weight, which has given him the ability to start skating again, and he's once again making it look easy. So I don't know exactly what his addictions were, but I'm assuming a concoction of painkillers and alcohol. You know, these guys from Jackass and these professional skaters, they've taken a lot of hits in their day, and um, you can imagine how quickly one could progress to addiction given all of the you know issues that can come with being in the spotlight and also dealing with so much pain. So congratulations on one month of sobriety. I wish you 100 years of that. I Please take it day by day. Continue to enjoy the small things in life. And don't worry about others. Just work on yourself. That's the best contribution we can all make to society, right? Is if we just work on ourselves and be the best version of ourselves. And I think we're all trying to do that. I want to thank you guys again for everyone who has stuck up for me and defended what we do here and has you know been a loyal member of our community it doesn't go without notice when uh, let me tell you something when i have to take my dog to the vet and deal with uh, random vet bills and issues like that i get reminded how much i love your support uh because like when we had this serious dog surgery last year it cost us a lot of money to take care of our dog and because of the youtube audience and because of you guys here and all of our friends on patreon who've donated and this and that it's been less of a financial hit to us and we can focus on the things that matter and i can focus on continuing to create so it's 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 all of you brick by brick that have helped make this a consistent daily you know, content machine. I couldn't do this without all of your support. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that. And I'll be back tomorrow and we're going to have crazy content all week long. So stick around. I'll see you later. I've been Dave Neal and this was Bachelor Rush Hour. <laughs>